Hello and welcome to Setting the Scheme. I'm Ben. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah. And hey, look, we all made it, uh, except for Doug, who's uh, still not here. But uh, Elijah, I believe you brought a friend this week. Yeah, we have a guest this week. Uh, Ren, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, hi, my name's Ren. Uh, really excited to be on the show. Um, I am a college friend of the hosts, which makes me feel so old to say, but uh, I guess that's the case here. Oh, our old college friend. <laughs> and now you're making waves in the music industry. <laughs> yes, I work in music publishing, which is nice. uh, not that exciting. <laughs> but it's a job that sounds exciting when you tell it to other people. Exactly. That's all that matters. And it also sounds you know because music Uh, that's just it just sounds Uh, that was a one tristan thank you thank you for that well uh well that was that was podcast bye guys um (laughs) so how we top that we watched a weird movie uh tristan what did we watch what is this movie sure we watched uh we watched the east um this is a movie simply put uh about a um uh well it's about an agent who infiltrates an eco-terrorist group called the east and basically she throughout the movie she grows to empathize with them and eventually understands what a lot of them are going through and what they understand what they themselves see um and she grows to like them a lot um and then there's like a conflict there um within for several different reasons but um ultimately that's that's what it's about generally so um it's directed by zal batman batman lee i'm batman. sorry <laughs> that's, that's just what happened <laughs> also written by this person and, and excuse me i'm sorry zal i'm sorry look i, I know you're listening i'm sorry <laughs> about this uh, also, Britt Marling uh, wrote it. Um, she's also in it. She's also stars in this movie. Um, we also have Alexander Skarsgård as Benji, who is the leader of this group. Um, Elliot Page is also in it as Izzy. And beyond that, I mean, there's Patricia Clarkson, who is um, um, Sarah's boss. Britt Marling plays Sarah. Other than that, not really a, a whole lot of, I guess, Jason Ritter um, has been in a few things. Not really a whole lot of um, big names other than that, I guess. All right. So. Uh, looking at the ratings for this film, it did fine. Um, IMDb gets a 6.8 out of 10. Uh, Metacritic, a 68% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got an audience score of 64%. Its highest rating comes from the uh, critic rating at Tomato Meter or at Rotten Tomatoes, it's uh, 76%. Um, so generally people think it's fine. <laughs> um, I personally would disagree with them. Uh, I didn't really <laughs> like this movie. Um, for a thriller, it felt incredibly slow and I didn't like any of the characters. Like, not that I didn't like, I could not empathize with a single character. I didn't particularly like the characters either, but <laughs> like we started talking about this before we hit the record button and I said the word thriller and Ben went, this was supposed to be a thriller. And I did not feel that way. I thought this was an exciting movie. I'm glad you did. I, uh, yeah, I'm uh, not, I'm not the biggest fan of this movie, but I definitely liked it more than Ben did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was also partly produced by Ridley Scott. 
What do you think about that, Ben? Okay. Okay. It uh, uh, doesn't change how I feel about a movie. <laughs> okay. Without now, uh, Tristan, you had seen this before, right? Or at least part of it? Yeah, I saw this. Um, surprise, surprise. I thought it was with my dad. Uh, I've seen most movies with my dad, turns out, Ren. In case you didn't know, it's a running joke on the podcast. That I see all movies with my dad, apparently. Um, but this was just on TV, I guess. HBO. I don't, I don't know. what. I don't know. Showtime? It was on. It was and on I just. I just it was on TV and I just watched it and I probably started maybe a, a third of the way in. Um, and I was like, this is pretty good. And I really liked the scene, um, the second jam they do. And I was like, that was the one I was like, hmm, this is a pretty good movie, uh, which is uh, like right before that is when I probably started watching it, the first jam. Uh, so this was the I guess this is the first time I've seen the beginning of the movie. Uh, but now I've seen the whole thing. That was that was probably like 2015, 2016 when I saw it. Uh, do you have any first impressions? I know I didn't. I kind of talked a little bit, but yeah, I thought it was exciting. Um, I'm with Elijah. I I liked it generally plot wise until the ending, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, but yeah, I my complaints are more so with the character development and and the ending. <laughs> Well, uh, let's talk about the characters then. Uh, I mean, you've got your character that's pretty central to the plot, your main character, uh, Sarah Jane. Honestly, I didn't remember her name. Um, yeah. I only know that because it's written down in front of me. Um, um, I thought Sarah was her real name um, and that she blew it while she was undercover. Mm-hmm. But then I noticed the subtitles kept referring to her as Jane. So I was like, okay, wait. Um yeah, Sarah was her undercover name, and she actually, it, she didn't blow it. That was actually all part of the plan that they hear her, quote-unquote, mom on the phone call her mm-hmm. Sarah. I, like, didn't understand that scene when it happened, and then uh, later, it, it dawned on me. Jane is her real name, right? Yeah, Sarah, yeah. Is, her, yeah. Yeah. Sarah okay. is her undercover name. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's why the subtitles kept calling her Jane. That's why I was like, oh, wait, Sarah's not her real name. Yeah. So Good. she's supposed to go undercover mm-hmm. to investigate this uh anarchist environmentalist group we all learned the word freegan because of this that um, is true they're a freegan group and uh she's supposed to investigate and then it ends up being like uh she she th- sees their side of things and then isn't sure like who to side with and the mm-hmm. conflict between her employers and this little cult that she's befriended right and i i think my biggest issue i just don't believe her turn is that believable because i I mean i'll be honest i don't know what it takes to become an undercover agent and uh she mentioned in the movie that she used to be part of the fbi and then was going to i assume this private group um hiller brand or whatever um but i assume you should be good at your job and not, you know, quickly drink the Kool-Aid of whatever group you're um, going undercover in. And, like, yeah. even if you do kind of, like, empathize with the message, which, I mean, I, I do understand where they are coming from uh, in terms of, like, trying to stop corporations from taking over the world. And I highly respect that. Um I just don't think that her turn from 
this like highly decorated agent who is going undercover to well actually i'm gonna go with them now after a few days a couple weeks it's just i don't know pretty sure it was several months maybe i don't know the movie's not really clear about that it, well I, mean, I think if she was there for several days that wouldn't make much sense so it must be for several months I still don't think it makes much sense, but okay. It says, I don't know. I don't know about that. After a few days, join a join a, a cult. I'm in. Just give me two days, I'm in. I've been a part of many cults, both as a leader and as a follower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, uh, go ahead. sorry. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't really think that her shift was very well developed. Um, there's like that reveal moment where she's in the bathroom on the phone with her boss and her boss is like, this isn't my client. And she's so shocked. And it, I kind of wish we knew like, why does she work for this company? Why did she leave the FBI? What kind of work does she think she's doing? Cause that, that wasn't really all that surprising to me. Right. And yeah. like, I, I get that like the company that she's working for also isn't really a good guy, but like in the end, they're all just horrible people. Yes, they and are. I, I I don't nice. think the movie does a good job of really explaining why all everyone is a horrible person. They just say, uh, well, everyone's kind of a bad person, so it's okay. Hey, oh, anthropology. You know, <laughs> you know who wasn't such a bad guy? Who? Uh, her husband. Yeah. Um he, I literally almost <laughs> sent y'all a message in the Zoom chat during the movie like one of the scenes where she's talking to her husband, I almost sent a message like, he's a great guy. I almost I sure did hope too. he doesn't get cheated on. <laughs> I, I almost <laughs> He was just doing thing. his best. Uh, yeah, and, and his best wasn't bad. He was a good guy. And yeah, then he was a good guy, but his character just kind of feels useless. She like, still cheated on that good man with right. a cult leader who wanted to end people's lives. right. That no, that's what his character served, Ben. His his character wasn't useless. His character was there to show that she 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 cheated on him. But see, like, that makes much it that much more unbelievable to me. <laughs> like, well, next time you join a cult, and I mean, like, let me know. Let's see how I, I don't know. I just think that, like I said earlier, for someone that's supposed to be like the super decorated agent that is going undercover, they shouldn't drink the Kool Aid so quickly. Like yeah, maybe that... she's just bad at her job, but I mean the beginning of the movie demonstrates that she clearly must be pretty good at her job. Yeah, for her that is well, this job that is odd. Yeah. Benji did figure her out earlier than he let on, so maybe well, that's it. She's just not that great at maybe, the job. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, she. Uh, well, I mean, she was chosen to go out of like a, a list of agents who were. Mm-hmm. All really yeah, good, she, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know because she thought she wasn't going to get the job because uh, obviously you put your the person you're going to hire as your last interview, and I'm just that whole scene is dumb. <laughs> Why is it dumb? It was just kind of cheesy. It's like, oh well, we actually put the person we're going to hire in the middle because you don't expect that. Ooh. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like really, come on. Ugh. Uh, well, okay, what about um, did you ever sympathize with some of the other characters like Izzy or Doc? Yeah, what about Doc? Honestly, I think the character that I probably empathized the most with was Izzy 
when they showed uh, kind of uh, their relationship with their parents um, during the second, what they call it, jump. Jam. Jam. Um, kind of like uh, everything that they go through with that. Uh, that was probably the part that I, I don't know that I would say connected to, but like I felt impacted by it, I guess. Um, I thought that was probably the best part of the movie uh, was the second jam, uh, seeing Izzy interact with uh, their parents and kind of seeing um, how um, like they kind of changed from like Izzy was very like, yes, we have to do something about it to seeing their dad out in the lake being like, holy crap, what's happening? I need to, this needs to not happen. Like, honestly, I thought it was the best part of the movie. Yeah, I think it's the biggest climax of the movie as well. I don't think it's supposed to be the biggest climax of the movie. I think I think it is. I think it very Um, clearly is. I think it it may be like thematically the climactic moment, but I don't think like in terms of fitting this story on a plot chart, that wasn't supposed to be the climax. Right. I think the end is supposed to be the climax where you've got Sarah, Jane, whoever uh kind of tagging out on her own and going to do stuff herself i think it's a well, second climax that, okay well, that would be the maybe. resolution yeah that's the or like the, the end whatever uh i think the climax <laughs> is supposed to be when benji reveals that he knows who she is oh maybe maybe you're right good one and i thought that was a well done scene i'm glad yeah. you did <laughs> i did too i mean ben i was I, asleep <laughs> I, I mean, with... I wasn't asleep. Uh, I think by that point, I it was cooking dinner or something. I don't know. No, I was by that point. I was already just like, I'm kind of ready for this to be over. I mean, I, I, um, I agree with Ren and Elijah. I think it was an exciting watch in general. Glad y'all liked it. Um, are you really? You don't sound very glad. <laughs> I mean, I, I want people to enjoy stuff, even if I don't. So I'm glad y'all liked it. I didn't. All right. Well, I'll say, you know, I'm I'm probably going to forget what this movie was called in a month or two. I'll be like, oh, remember when we watched that movie about eco-terrorism? The West? Yeah. Um, the and weast? I don't, I'm not the weast. Um, I'm not going to watch this movie again. I have no desire to do that. Um, but I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was a, a pretty well done thriller and a unique thriller. Yeah. Do you, did you think the cult was unique and their uh I know we keep calling it a, a cult it's not I don't know I, don't, I guess you it's classify not it. technically a cult but yeah. it was kind of a cult because our first interaction with them after uh Sarah's brought back is okay well ev- uh uh Sarah's brought out to dinner and th- uh, she has to put on a straight jacket and uh, everyone sitting at the table is wearing a straight jacket. They've got a bowl of soup and a spoon. And it's not a cult. But wink, wink, nudge, nudge, it's a cult. Yeah, and Benji has what we conceive of as, you know, like white Jesus hair and beard. Mm-hmm. And he has big cult leader energy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He gives I mean, off that kind of charisma. It's not your like stereotypical give me all your money, all your possessions and everything kind of cult, but serious cult vibes. Yeah, they don't worship anyone really. Right. Right. It's not like a religious thing, no. Right. Um, 
I'm sure it's anti-religion, just like it's anti many other things. Anti-consumerism. Yeah, uh, that's the big one. That's the yeah. big one. How fun was it that they have their own version of of uh, spin the bottle? That scene was, felt so unnecessary. It was yeah. nightmarish. Uh, so I agree with her, and that scene was entirely unnecessary. And uh, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just uncomfortable watching this. Um, I didn't feel uncomfortable. I think it was, I, I think it was meant. I think it existed to show them like just coming together and and let's let's just their way of being friends and family i guess kissing each other's belly buttons and whatnot yeah i mean yeah they're weird they're weird people i mean no doubt but (laughs) at the same time so yeah that happened i'm just like why is this on my screen (laughs) yeah i'm kind of with you yeah (laughs) okay Uh. (laughs) so i mean i'm so you have all of this happening. Do you feel like this movie is trying to send some kind of a message? I think it definitely leads you, at least in the beginning, maybe the mm-hmm. first half, to want to sympathize with the East. Um, at least I felt myself sympathizing with them at a lot of points. Um, and you kind of, toward the later half, I think you start to see the, the flip side of that. But that was kind of the message that I was getting. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think it, the first half of the movie, I mean, you're right. They're trying to set up the East as like, oh, well, they're not that bad. And, you know, they have a good message to try and like get you to kind of empathize with where Sarah's at. But I don't know, for me, it just, it didn't ring home, I guess. I don't know. Um, so for those of us who've played Skyrim, Here's a weird comparison for you, but there's a video game that does a really interesting, uh, like make you choose a side in a political conflict kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the civil war going on in that video game and you got to choose a side and you can like, like I've seen, there are like threads on the internet of people debating which side is the most morally right one to side with. And it's hard to nail down because it's like, you, you can, you can tell yourself that you chose the right side in that civil war in this game um but you're going to encounter things that make you question it and you're gonna you know you'll encounter people on the side you chose that are awful and that you want to just wipe out <laughs> and you'll encounter people from the other side that are really good and that you would like to protect from the conflict and this movie that may seem like a weird connection but that's kind of what it made me think of that she's working for this group that wants that's employing her as a as a spy um and they are i guess set up to seem like the good guys in the beginning um but then she starts to sympathize with the people she's spying on but they're also not great people in a lot of ways and um so maybe she wants to kind of go running back to the arms of the people she works for but they're not great people in a lot of ways and so what do you do so she takes option c and says well, I've got this list of people who are undercover and I'm going to go talk to them and save the world myself. Ren, how do you feel about that? I really, really did not like the ending. I, I think I was I was with it for most of it. And then the last like 30 seconds kind of killed, killed it for me. Um, I, I mean, this is obviously a really ambitious topic like eco-terrorism and it asks 
kind of this really complex question of like, when is, I guess you would call it like collective action, social activism, when is that necessary? I mean, you have like this family where their little boy has died because this company is putting arsenic in their water Mm -hmm. and they're posting videos of it online and the CEOs of this company are still pretending it's not happening. What do you do when no one's listening to you? And Sarah kind of asked this question a couple of times, like, why don't we just talk to them? Or like, if we hurt people, we're just as bad as they are. Um, but then with the ending, it, it just felt too easy to me. Like, oh, she just went and talked to them and everything worked out fine and she solved all the problems. I think I honestly would have been a lot happier with it if it had just ended when she's kind of saying that prayer, like, you know, give me strength. Um, you, uh, kind of paralleling what she did earlier in the movie, but she's talking now about her own mission that she's going to take on doing this in a more peaceful way. But I think just a little more ambiguity there would have made it a lot more believable to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, you, I, I think usually in movies, so, sometimes movies try really hard to just find a way to end it. It's like, we don't always need, the, you don't always need filmmakers to tell us exactly what happens or exactly what's going to happen or whatever, you know? Yeah, I think you're right about the ambiguity. I agree with that. I mean, it can even be like, it doesn't even have to necessarily be ambiguous. Uh, Like, I I think you can land the plane and like have a definitive end of the movie where you kind of like have a, you know what direction she's going to go, but she literally just solves all the problems of the world at the end of the movie and they spend no time on it. You have her prayer and then you get a montage of her saving the world. And I'm just like, it's what? (laughs) It's very much a, nice neat ribbon yeah. there on the top of the box but, i didn't hate the ending i like that option c was viable right i mean yeah I, this, I agree the options a and b were both you know horrid mm-hmm. um but yeah they did do the nice neat little bow thing which that's not my favorite either yeah and just uh, i don't know it just felt cheap yeah yeah yeah, I guess, you know, I I didn't dislike that like y'all did, but I, yeah, it's going to knock off some points for me. So every everything I'm reading says that this movie is a thriller. It is, Ben. <laughs> I, I don't see it. Um, People keep telling me this is a thriller, but I don't know. <laughs> it, it, I mean, for me, it just really wasn't thrilling, like. For me, a thriller, I should it's something that should have me on the edge of my seat wondering, okay, what's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen next? At no point in this movie was I trying to guess what was going to happen next. I was. Okay, I'm glad it worked for you. So were were you not trying to guess that because you didn't care, or yeah. were you trying to guess it because this movie did not make me care about this movie at all? Which I okay. feel like if you are a movie, that's kind of your main thing is take this person who doesn't know a thing about your movie and make them care about it. And this I guess movie we can't make you fail. I mean, you're right. Hey, well, that's not the... your job to make me care about this movie that I watched. It's the movie's job and the movie failed. What about the freaking scene right after the second jam when they're trying to surgically remove the bullet from Izzy and doc can't do it because his hands are shaky from his medical issues and freaking Sarah has to do it for him. And she cuts open Izzy and manages to remove the bullet 
but Izzy dies anyway. Holy crap. I'm not going to lie. Before you just said that, I forgot that that scene happened. (laughs) Dang. Sorry. (laughs) That scene was intense. I I don't believe you. Yeah, that one definitely had me on the edge of my seat. (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) I'm sorry. This movie really did nothing for me. Well, it is a it is a thriller, and okay. I think it it's a unique thriller. And a lot of you know some of the reviews that I glanced at were talking about how this, um, like they actually did their research on things like eco terrorism and mm-hmm. anarchy, and they actually thought about their social. Uh, I should look it back up, but I'm too lazy. Um, but one of the reviews I saw, I just skimmed Wikipedia as I always do. But one of the reviews said something like the. Um, uh, the movie thought about its social issues beyond just how to milk it for intensity on screen, mm-hmm. which is cool. That's yeah, like a responsible that. way to make a movie. I like that. Hmm. I appreciate that. Like it. <laughs> I, I, like I said, it's the movie's job to make me care, and this movie did not make me care. So what? What do you think this movie was, Ben? Um, what would you I classify would say it as? as a drama? Okay, a straight drama. What about the undercover stuff and Maybe the police the spy and spy movie? I don't know. All right, <laughs> sorry, that's probably not the answer you wanted, but this movie didn't thrill me. Well, yeah, I think this movie occupies a kind of unique niche. Yeah, I I, I will agree with that. It's a very niche film um, (laughs) that I think there's going to be a lot of people like me who watch this and be like, okay. And then there will be others that like, oh, yeah, I love that. It was great. And I don't know. I I don't think this movie appeals to a wide audience. You're probably right. This this movie is the idea of eco-terrorism. I had no idea. I didn't know it was a thing before I saw this movie. And I was, I did, I ended up doing a paper on eco-terrorism in college <laughs> because I saw this movie and I knew what it was. Um, and I wonder what you guys thought about that. Have, had you heard of that before or any the people, this happening? Does this happen? How often does this happen? I just, I feel like I need to do more research on this, you know? Hey, you know what? Um, I'm, I did a paper I'm... on it, but I don't remember. I was nodding as you were talking because I did know what eco-terrorism, but I am now realizing that I can't name a single real-world instance because all of my exposure to the concept of eco-terrorism comes from, like, murder mystery shows that I've watched. That's the only exposure I've ever had to this subject before. This I didn't movie. know you watched murder, murder mystery shows. Yeah, okay. there's a few that I'm fond of, you know, like I just watched The Mentalist in its entirety for the second time. Okay. And there's Fair an enough. episode or two that deals with this issue. Um, and I'm now realizing that I don't have any information about eco-terrorism beyond what I've seen on TV. Um, and yep. I don't mean the news. And I'm in the same boat. Like, I know nothing about real world eco-terrorism. Did you know anything, Red? Uh, no, I mean, I'm familiar with the concept. I also can't name a real world event. So I guess um, that's that's maybe one thing that this movie achieved is just bringing that topic to light. Um, it, it's very ambitious. Yeah, 
I wonder if that would have been Ren's cover story if we hadn't already said it. <laughs> she's trying to make it seem like she's not an eco-terrorist. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was I was definitely chosen to guest on this episode for a reason, despite what Elijah says. Um, yeah, I said I said what the movie was about, and I was like, "You want to be a guest? Don't read into <laughs> this too much." <laughs> so I, I guess my thing, like, if that's going to be like the point of the film, is like to bring light to real world eco-terrorism, it should. Like, I don't know that there has been a group that has done this. I honestly don't know. But I think this would have been a great opportunity to be like, this is based on a true story and do something that's based on a true story. Well, they, the writers. um, I'm like, I know you said that the writers like did their research, but like. Well, they, they lived with an anarchist group. Um, They weren't, they weren't like, I think they were actually targeting the government, not corporations. Um, so they changed that for the movie, I think is what I read, but yeah, they actually did, you know, they did the dumpster diving thing, um, along with this group that they lived in. So, um, uh, apparently there are groups like this, you know, and like, like you guys, I think I Googled freeganism to find out. And I was like, yeah, yeah. turns out this is all real. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure it is, but like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we're all ignorant about it to, <laughs> to some yeah. extent or another. But yeah, Tristan, we kind of knew it was a thing at least. Yeah, like, I, I mean, like it's something I've heard about. Like uh, I had asked you what this film was about. You said, oh yeah, it's about eco-terrorism. I'm like, okay, yeah, that rings a bell. I know what that is. I've seen that in other forms of media, but like it's not something that I've seen on the news or anything or something that I've read about online. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, I'm sure those groups do exist, but I've. Well, they're not very popular, and I, I think this. Right. I guess, I guess it's because it focuses on the this group, the movie, you know. But it, it just, it does seem like that they're doing a lot more. Like, I don't, I don't know if you hear about these types of things happening in real life, right? But much. if a terrorist group poisoned the entire like board of a pharmaceutical company with their own drug i feel like that's something you would hear about yeah at least i would think so yeah i'm i i guess you know i'm not, I'm not saying it needs to be a prominent like topic to talk about in a movie yeah I mean, we have the grinch and how many grinches do you see running around not very many you could do, I mean, make it right, about whatever but, you want <laughs> but i mean i was just saying like if the point of the movie is to bring light to eco-terrorism i think you do need to try and make it at least i would say that it should be something that's based on a true story because i feel like it'll have more of a gut punch to like it'll be easier to relate to and be easier to say like this is something that actually happened well i think if they hadn't introduced those slightly more intense elements like putting the drug in the champagne Mm -hmm. um even we wouldn't have thought it was a thriller, Ben. Well. Yeah, Ben, you were like, Maybe. this was the most boring thriller I've ever watched. And then you're also like, also, I, I, I don't this know movie should it's... have been more boring. And really, I mean, I'm not saying that it should have been more boring. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying you just real world examples. If you're trying to use a movie to bring <laughs> awareness to an issue. You know what this well, feels like? 
this, what? this feels like easy a when i was critiquing the dad <laughs> and i didn't i didn't know what to say because i was yeah. like i've never seen this before so it must not be real and then elijah was like that's that's bs <laughs> yeah we we did that episode on the movie easy a and started a war with Tristan and Mike on one side and me and Doug and Rebecca on the other side and blood was shed that night over that topic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Ben, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't want to say you're wrong about any, anything. I mean, you have your opinion. It's just. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll say Ben, you know, this wasn't the born identity. So, you know, it's not like the kind of thriller that, um, you know, it wasn't a clincher. Um, and it's, you know, like I keep saying, even though I, I'm for the most part, I think I enjoyed this movie. I don't have any desire to watch it again. So, you know, I don't, I totally understand why you found it a little boring. I think, yeah, yeah I get that. And, and like, again, I just want to say this. If the point of the movie that you're making is to bring light and awareness to a real world issue, then you need to actually bring light to that issue. Don't like indulge and like uh, do things that groups like this haven't done. And like, maybe they have, I, I honestly don't know. But if the point of the movie is to say this stuff happens, show that this stuff happens, whether it's just like a thing at the end, it's like uh, XYZ eco-terrorist group attempted this act in such and such okay. a time. Like, I don't know. I, that, that would have been, I agree with you on that part. That would have been nice to see something like that. Right. And if that's not the point of the movie, then I don't know what the point of this movie well, was. Well, I, I, I think the point of the movie, I mean, if, if the writers spent time understanding a group like this, then the point of the movie was probably to bring an awareness that these are not just crazy people. I mean, the, the, this, these are people who have thoughts and feelings and emotions and views like everyone else. And you know, you should look at that and and at least examine that and think about that and not just say, well, they're just crazy, you know? Um, I think I think that was what they achieved by having the main character empathize with these people. And you got to know the characters in the group pretty well, too, and see that they're just people who are passionate about something and no one is listening to them. And with the exception of Izzy and Doc, I completely disagree with you, but I don't want to fight you on that anymore. They they were all different. I thought that was interesting. All the members of that group were very different from each other. Luca points out the difference between him and Benji before he leaves. Um, what were the others? There was Thumbs. Yeah. Um, well, Thumbs wanted bloodshed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was there was like there. Yeah. yeah somebody was ex-military. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, they, were they all had of... they all had different different things going on, and it wasn't super fleshed out, sure. But um, I think I think the focus was on our main characters. There's ASL in this movie. We didn't mention that. Yeah, there was. I I, I will say I thought that scene was neat uh, when um, Eve and um, Sarah slash Jane were uh, signing to each other. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Eve got out of there. Yeah. She, um, that the actress, I was looking at her up. She's been in a few other movies. Um, I think her, her and her husband are like a team working on different things. Cool. So anyway, yeah. thought that was cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time we score the sucker. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Who wants to go first? 
Tristan, thank you for volunteering. Uh, I was about to say it. I go first. Um, I am going to give this movie a score of a uh, 74. Um, just feels right. It's uh, it's not a it's not a it's not the worst grade out there, but um, but you know it's 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 just like barely a C. Um, I think it. Uh, well, I guess in colleges it's, it's pretty solid C. I come from a high school where things are. I don't know. I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> to see, I I you know I I I I liked the movie. I thought it was enjoyable. It was thrilling to me, um, and. I don't know if I would necessarily want to watch this movie again, but I could certainly see myself watching it again, like five years down the road, you know, and being like, yeah, let's just, let me just see, give that a watch. Like that was an interesting concept for a movie. I haven't seen anything really like this movie. Um, at least not common. So yeah, that 74 sounds right. Yeah, I agree. Right. This is a unique movie and a, um, yeah, I, I think this occupies a unique niche and that was cool. I'm giving it a 70. I didn't love it, um, but I got to pass it. So yeah, 70. Um, I'm going to give it a 67. Um, I, I also thought it was exciting. I was really excited at the beginning about the concept and it, it kind of let me down as it went on. I, I think it probably would have scored at least 10 points higher if we could just knock off that ending scene that I really didn't enjoy. Yeah. Um, but, but it was an interesting watch for sure. All right. Uh, well, I guess I'll close things out. Um, <laughs> so short of Elliot Page's Izzy and Toby Cabell uh, Kebel as Doc, I couldn't care less about any of the characters in this movie. Um, this movie absolutely failed in making me care about anything going on in this movie. Um, it was not thrilling. It, Honestly, I, if I haven't made it clear, I didn't like this movie. Uh, I'm going to give it a 42. Um, it has just enough redeeming qualities to get it to that 42. And even that feels a little high, but that's what I'm going to give it. Uh, after you should playing, watch this movie again, Ben. I'm good. Honestly, I'm good. Like you talked about, yeah, it's something I might watch again in five years. In five years, I don't think I'll remember that this movie exists. In well, you two will, because I'll tell you. In two weeks, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, in two weeks after I post this episode, I'm not sure that I'll remember that this movie exists. Yeah, then I'm gonna I'm, be. <laughs> I'm predicting that when this episode is posted, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, we watched that one." All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, after plugging that into our patented scorometer, barrel, 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 <laughs> uh, we get a final score of a sixty-three point two five, which. Yeah, is about uh, in line with the other ratings that received that I yeah, said earlier. That's true. Well, guys, ask me a question. Hey, Ben. Yes, I got a question. Hit me with it. What are we watching next week? Well, Elijah, I'm glad you asked. Uh, so this coming Sunday, my parents will be celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary, and you know that just blows my mind. So. I really wanted to do something to just kind of celebrate them. Uh, so the movie that we are watching next week is the movie that my dad took my mom to go see on one of their very first dates. Uh, it's a movie called Time After Time. Uh, I want to say it came out in like the 80s, uh, maybe, actually probably the 70s uh, since I got married in 81. Um, but 
it's a movie about H.G. Uh, Wells uh, going in time and hunting down Jack the Ripper. But don't worry, I have been assured by my father that it's a romance film. Um, <laughs> I don't know what this means, but I'm very excited to watch it. Uh, and I hope you'll all be back next week as we talk about time after time. Uh, it will be a great time. Um, anyway, you know, uh, Ben, yes. I, I I actually thought time after time is a Cindy Lauper song. And I just for yep. some reason thought it was going to be that. <laughs> has nothing to do with that as far as it's, I know. It's about H.G. Wells falling in love with Cindy Lauper on his way to catch <laughs> Jack the Ripper. Yep. Something Probably. like that. Anyway. Um, for all of you at home listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media at Vider Media. We've got all sorts of cool stuff coming back or coming up. Uh, we've got uh, new episodes of Setting the Skein every Wednesday. And T with Doug G will be returning in the fall, as well as maybe a few more surprises coming along later. Uh, but until next week, I'm Ben. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah. And I'm Ren. And this has been Setting the Skein. Y'all have a great week. Uh-huh.